0: Welcome back to the Nessun College Hockey Podcast. This is Patrick McAvoy. I'm here, as always, with the great Jenna Ciccatelli. Jenna, how are you doing today?
1: Hanging in there. You know, I kind of feel like I wish that there was a bean pot tonight because I feel like you and I have been going nonstop all week. Bean pot, bean pot, bean pot. So here we are, ready to talk some bean pot.
0: I'm with you there, to be honest with you. To to have a shift. That is not at the TD Garden or at Matthew at the historic Matthew's Arena. Is uh, it's 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 odd. It feels weird. It feels weird not to be at the college hockey game right now, but at least we're here to talk about it. Them,
1: yeah. let's do it. There's a lot to talk about. We have the women's championship, we have some men's semifinals, we have the men's mm-hmm. championship preview to get through. So, mm-hmm. even though there's only one more night at the bean pot, we have enough bean pot content in this podcast to last. Three more weeks, three more bean pots,
0: <laughs> and that's what it's all about. That's who we're here for. It's so, and just so we can dive right in, Jenna, women's championship, Harvard versus BC. Harvard came away with the dub. It was a crazy. One, tell us all about it. How are you feeling about it?
1: I honestly haven't stopped thinking about this hockey game since we walked out of Matthews Arena Tuesday night. It was. Mm-hmm everything you want in a championship college hockey game. Because when you Mm -hmm. think about it, a championship game, when championship games are blowouts, that's boring. If we're going to talk about these two teams are the best teams in this tournament. Now they're going to play for the whole thing. You want it to be a back and forth game. That's exactly what we got. Harvard led one to nothing after the first period. And then from there, it was just an onslaught. They both Harvard and BC scored back and forth goals in the second period. We went into the third with a two, two game and, all of a sudden, we ended up with a 5-4 Harvard victory at the very end. There were five goals in that third period alone, and there were three of them in the first ten minutes. You and I couldn't even keep up. You were trying to post that highlight post of this one goal, and then all of a sudden, it was three goals, and you didn't even know what to do.
0: That was that was one of the craziest parts, because here's the thing. So, about this game, 5-4, to four, as Jenna mentioned, back and forth, that was crazy. It really was. It was a great hockey game, and to be there for it, well, it was pretty sweet. But so as we're sitting there, we're trying to provide the coverage for all of our listeners and readers to have. Um, I don't remember exactly who, but someone scores a goal in the first period. And so I start writing up a post about it. And then they start trading goals back and forth. And by the time I was able to publish the post, there was three goals scored. And so the post turned from a highlight post about one to a high-low post about all three. And then the same thing happened in the third period to the point where I started writing a post up. Pretty much got it all done. Had to delete it when it looked like Harvard scored a game winner late in the game, which eventually did. But then Boston College tied it and I had to completely scrap an idea and it was insane. It was, it was, there was a lot going on during that game. There really
1: was. Finally, at the end, Becca Gilmore was the hero. I don't know if she was the hero, not only for Harvard, but probably also for us, because we were very close to just having to scrap everything that we were doing. So Mm -hmm. Becca Gilmore, we thank you, our hero Mm -hmm. here at Nessun, as well as Harvard's hero in the Beanpot. Um, In addition to having to scrap all of that Beanpot goalpost things that you were doing, you and I also had to vote for Beanpot MVP. And we were Mm -hmm. back Fourth, we had ann bloomer we had Kristen della rovere and then we settled on becca gilmore Mm -hmm. full disclosure that's who we voted for beanpot mvp who won beanpot mvp she finished with that one goal the championship winner and four Mm -hmm. assists through the two games i mean it's hard to argue with that
0: that's production that's that was it, it was awesome she was awesome the top line was great um as you just mentioned, we voted for the MVP. We also voted for the Britannia Award for the best goaltender. And even in a loss, uh, Boston College's goalie, Abigail Levy, uh, we had we voted for her. She was even in a there loss. There was, no
1: was no way that there was any other goalie in that no. tournament that surpassed what we saw from her. She made mm-hmm. 99 saves across those two tournament games, and they weren't mm-hmm. 99 saves, just – from any old team. They beat Northeastern, which was ranked number three when they played them in the semifinals. And then Harvard was ranked number five on Tuesday heading into the championship. Mm -hmm. So she was making these stops and they were insane stops. Um, She was getting battered at one point in that game on Tuesday night. Um, So 99 saves against two of the top teams in college hockey. It would be hard to put anybody else even though we saw a lot of impressive goaltending over the last two weeks in that tournament.
0: That's true. Um, That's 100% true. And the other thing I kind of want to touch upon on this game as well. I mean, there's a million things to talk about this game, but so the game itself was great. The consolation game was great. Northeastern one, and they looked awesome in the process. Um, they got a hat trick from Mar- Maureen Murphy, shout out to her. Um, but also the tournament in general. And I wrote about this the other day. So I'd be surprised if you haven't read it already, but, uh, The tournament itself in general was it was a great success. It was awesome. It was a great environment. All four of the schools, all four of the teams, they came ready to play. All four of the hockey games were intense and close. But also at Matthew's Arena, the crowd was kind of the crowd was in it no matter what. And there was a lot of people there. There was, I believe, for the uh, the nightcap in the semis when Northeastern lost to BC, it was over 1,500. And I think that number was met probably during the final as well. And I mean, there was there was a crazy environment. It was super loud. And also it's not even that there was just parents or uh, students at the event. There was a lot of younger kids there. There was a lot of, I forget the exact name, but the Vipers, I forget the where they're from. But they, were Vipers. Vipers.
1: they were sitting right behind the uh, Boston College bench. They were yeah. over that.
0: North shore of Vipers, a, a youth team. They were behind the Boston college bench all, no matter what, even when BC was winning, when they were losing, showing so much love talking to the players, calling them their best friend. And then even after the, uh, after BC lost Boston college's coach was asked about the Vipers kind of being there. And she said uh, that they have no relationship. They don't know them, but the kids just clearly loved Boston college. And, um, and had a great time doing it and there was just there was, there was a lot of that there was a lot of kids there there was a lot of fellow students there was a lot of parents but I mean I think it was just a good good show all around
1: yeah and when we spoke to um we spoke to the Harvard coach as well as Becca Gilmore Kristen Del after Harvard won the championship they were kind of asked a similar thing just about the crowd you know seeing those young teens there and Becca Gilmore said something that really stuck with me she talked about, how she was in that position once growing up, playing hockey, going with your team to these tournaments. And it's just, that's what the pot's all about. I think when it comes down to it, especially in women's hockey, where you can put such top level competitive women's hockey teams on the ice every single year, that's really mm-hmm. spe- something that you don't see a lot, really anywhere, but especially in women's hockey. So that really struck me with, and the North Shore Vipers were awesome. And there were a couple mm-hmm. of other hockey teams I noticed scattered in the stands too there's great support from the students from all the schools. So, but across both two weeks as well. So I think it was just, it was great, great hot stuff on the ice, great stuff off the ice as well.
0: Absolutely. Whoever put, whoever put the whole tournament together, shout out to them. They did a great job. It was a great show. And now in regards to the women's bean pot, we're on to 2023. Um, But as Jenna and I both mentioned, we still have we still have another week of hockey. We still have we still have another week. The men's bean pot is still going on and the semifinals took place on Monday. And uh, game one of the day, Boston University took down Harvard four to three. My transition wasn't as good as Jenna's, and I apologize about that. But as I mentioned, BU beat Harvard. It was a great game. Uh, it was a back and forth game as every game of both bean pots have been so far. BU scored early. Harvard tied it up. BU then retook the lead. They were up 2-1. to one. Then they scored another couple in the second period. They were up 4-1. to one. It looked like the game was over. But then Harvard put 2 in at the end of the second period, make it 4-3, but then that score stood the rest of the way um, for Boston University to advance to the final. It was a great game. It was a back-and-forth game, as I mentioned. BU is... They looked really good. Um, they're looking for their first tournament win since 2015. And it was a really good showing all around. What do you think about the game, Jenna?
1: It was great. I was holding my breath during that third period when it was four to three. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. You know, Harvard still had the fight in them. And I think that really stood out. But in the end, they just couldn't get past Boston University, which. I think I predicted when we did our podcast mm. last week. I have not listened back. I almost don't want to in case I'm wrong. But um, one thing that stood out to me, too, Boston University, like every other team in this tournament, actually lost players to the Olympics, and they lost mm. a pretty important one. They lost their goalie, Drew Camesso. Uh, you had Vinnie Duplay stepping in between the pipes for him, and he got the job done.
0: It was uh, He was great. Uh, he was great. And after the game, Boston University's coach, as well as their captain Logan Cockrell, they couldn't say enough about this kid. He came in, he filled in for Drew Camesso, who, as Jenith mentioned, he's away at the Olympics. And uh, as of recording on Thursday, February tenth, he played. They opened up Olympic play this morning, or technically last night, for in Beijing, I believe. But they faced China. They won eight to nothing. Drew Camesso got a shout out in that so shout out to him um but Vinny Duplay was he was great Logan Cockrell called him a gamer you know I can't I imagine that it's difficult for all these people all these teams losing all these people to the Olympics but killed him seamlessly it was great it was great now BU looks for their 31st beanpot win and uh they've had some bad luck lately in the beanpot and maybe they'll get it who knows because there was they have a really tough opponent
1: uh Jana, what do you think so bu's going up against northeastern who beat boston college three to one in the second semi-final and for me and i think for a lot of people who are watching that game backup goalie because again northeastern like Every other team, they had players at the Olympics. Their goaltender, like we talked about last week, Devin Levi's over in Beijing competing for Team Canada. So they had to look for their backup goalie as well. So they had TJ Semptenfelter between the pipes. And he's made a couple of appearances over the course of the season. But, you know, I feel like there was some hesitation just in terms of what are we going to get here. Um, And he just blew it out of the water. He made 41 saves. He made 17 of those in the third period. And that's what really stood out to me because the third period BC scored their first goal. It was a two, one game BC scored in the third period. They had that momentum. And then they got a power play late in the third period. And you and I were sitting there and we were kind of holding our breath, like, Oh God, you know, we're going to be a two, two game late in the third period. But T.J. Sentenfelter was a wall. He stopped four shots as BC was on that power play, and that third period just kind of capped everything for Northeastern. Northeastern's three goals were scored by three different players. The assists on each goal, I don't think one player had one assist too, so they just had, you know, a ton of contribution from all across their lineup, whether it was offensively, defensively, between the pipes. I just Northeastern surprised me a little bit in this game, and I'm really, really looking forward to this Boston University Northeastern championship.
0: I am too, and uh, to be honest with you, during that during that game with the Huskies and the Eagles, I was very happy that I was not the one writing the, um, the game report to kind of go up right when, or the game wrap to go up right when the game ended, because as we were sitting there and it was two to one, it really looked like Boston college was going to tie the game up and even win it. And so I was glad to not have to write that game, that game wrap because it really seemed like it was going to change the last second. And I really thought the Eagles were at it. And, um, I'm glad I didn't have to write that, but, um,
1: For recognizing my play, it was, it really was something going back and forth on that wrap in the third period there.
0: It was difficult. That's a difficult thing to do. And so I was sitting there and I was like kind of sitting pretty and I was like, just kind of enjoying it um, while not having to worry about completely retooling the story. Um, but
1: you really got off easy because I had the yeah. women's championship rap too, where it was Harvard yeah. and BC five five to four back and forth. So, yeah, you got I'd off really, easy.
0: And here's the thing I wouldn't change that. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I am happy. With that being the case, I'm very content with that. It was I was able to I enjoyed the action. Um, shout out to the Eagles. Even in a loss, they impressed. Um, they haven't won a game in a in a little bit, at least as of recording. And so to play Northeastern, who is number 15 in the country, as tight as they did. It just kind of goes to show what the Beanpot's all about, and no matter what, no matter what anybody's ranked or whatever their recorders, and they go in these four teams when they come in, they're ready to compete, and um, it was a great, it was a great game, and I think we're going to have an even better game when Northeastern takes on BU, number fifteen versus number twenty.
1: If recent history tells us anything, we are in for a long night at TD Garden. Uh, Northeastern, BU, they've played each other twice this season. Already Northeastern won one to nothing in overtime the first time they played in November on November mm-hmm. 19th. And then they also played the very next day. It was a home and home that also ended in a two 2 tie in overtime. And it's not even just this regular season. This, this championship game is going to be a repeat of the 2020 final when Northeastern won their third bean pot in a row. Um, that also went to overtime, double overtime. Uh, and Northeastern won 5-4, to four, double overtime.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In 2018, that's what kicked off Northeastern's three-peat. Northeastern won 5-2, to two. they beat BU. So we're in for something really exciting and possibly a very long night, if history tells us anything.
0: I expect it to be a long night because I, everything you just said. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a little – I'm going to go to bed a little earlier than I typically would the night before because I'm a little nervous for it. Um, I think it's to be it, as you mentioned, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a good game. These two teams clearly know each other. Um, and as you mentioned, two two of Northeastern's three straight wins have been against BU in the final. And to make even to make matters even worse for BU, so since they they last won in 2015. And since then, they've been in four of the five bean pop finals, because obviously 2021 was canceled, so there's only been five since. BU's been in the final four or five times, and they've lost. Every time. Uh, so, BU final, I mean, the pop final has kind of snake bitten the Terriers a little bit. But going into this final, they kind of look like the harder team right now. They've won five in a row. They're starting to get healthy. Even though they've lost some people to the Olympics, they're getting healthy. Northeastern, two and three over the last five. I think this might be the Terriers' year.
1: I do think it's worth pointing out, yes, Northeastern's two and three over the last five, but their three losses came against ranked teams. They played Mm -hmm. UMass, which was ranked 12 when they did a home-and-home with them at the end of January. They played UMass Lowell, which was ranked 14th at Mm -hmm. the end Mm -hmm. of January. Now, you know, not to knock, Northeastern's ranked as well. BU now Mm -hmm. is ranked. So, you know, you got to keep up with the teams in the poll, but it's not like they're losing to scrubs. 100%.
0: 100%. And, (laughs) I mean – they are playing. They're playing good hockey. I mean, we saw them face. Uh, we saw them in the beam pot, and they looked really good in that game. But I'm gonna be honest. I really think I think BU's gonna pull this one out. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a close one. I'm gonna say two to one. Actually, no, no. I'm gonna take that back. I'm gonna say three to two, and I'm gonna say it ends in regulation. But that might be the biggest uh, prediction out there because uh, if it ends in regulation, I'm gonna be happy, but also surprised.
1: Yeah, I feel I'm feeling regulation this time around too and mm-hmm. we don't jinx that. But I I'm going to put it on the record here. I've this is my fourth bean pot that I've covered. Mm-hmm. Northeastern has not lost a men's bean pot that I have covered from the rafters at TD Garden. So mm-hmm. For that reason, although there are plenty of other reasons like we just talked about that I think Northeastern will win this beanpot, I'm going to go mm-hmm. with my gut here. I think Northeastern's going to win their fourth bean pot in a row. They are going to beat Boston University three to two in regulation.
0: Here's the uh, I, I see it. I could see it. I mean, I think that's two great teams, but here's what to go off what you just mentioned. You mentioned this is the fourth time covering it. They've won all three. So that's a great record so far. But I I imagine that the Northeastern student body is listening right now, as well as uh, the Northeastern hockey team and athletic department. And so what that means then is if they were to not win, they uh, they know they know that you're there. And maybe that might be that might be a little nerve wracking. You know what I mean?
1: Right. I'm
0: glad my alma mater. I'm glad my alma mater is not in the tournament because I don't want to bring any juju. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, you tend, it seems like you lead a much more peaceful existence than I do between not getting the really dicey game wraps and then also not having to deal with the school you went to in the mean pot.
0: That's all it is. It, like, I'm sitting pretty, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I'm the food. Oh, also, what I want to shout out to I want to shout out to Northeastern University, Matthews Arena, all the people who work there, uh, TD Garden, all the people who work there, because while we've been doing all this coverage and we've been at the games and we've done everything that we can to provide coverage for all the games, they provided us with some really great meals.
1: We have been eating very well these last two weeks. I haven't yeah. gone grocery shopping in two and a half weeks at this point because I knew what I was getting myself into. We yep. have been eating so good and that's the most important part, right? I'm just kidding. Absolutely. But it is important,
0: especially
1: so us in our mid-20s. You know,
0: mm-hmm. We need it. Yeah. Shout out to all these people who have helped put on this event, feed us, house us, and by housing us, I mean, like, letting us be there. Uh, The hockey players, the teams, the coaches, shout out to all these people that put on these events, because all in all, I already mentioned, and we've already talked about, the women's bean pot, now it's over, and we can kind of reflect it. It was a great event. It was a great return to action. The players loved it. Everyone was happy, even the people who lost. Like, I mean, you could hear even from the losing teams, Maureen Murphy, after she scored a hat trick, so she uh, transferred over from Providence and talked about how she didn't really know much about the bean pot, but how special it was and how, how surprised she was at the event itself. And we've seen that from everybody. We've seen that across the board. All the coaches so far have talked about how special it has been to be able to be a part of this event on the playing side on, on the media side, it's been kind of, it's been pretty awesome to be able to be a part of it in return. Um, So shout out to all the people pointed it on and we got, we have two more games to talk about. We have obviously the consolation game and the championship. And so we'll be back on next week, but been a great run so far.
1: Absolutely. I can't wait to be back here next week with you talking about whoever won the bean pot and just kind of, recapping the last three weeks of our lives
0: so should be good
1: do it one more time
0: absolutely so to all you fans listening thank you keep listening keep reading we'll be back with plenty of more articles and stories and everything monday for the actual event we'll have some build up uh previews
1: preview content coming this weekend too
0: there's a lot there's a lot coming and then we'll have another podcast out next week so stick with us